This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. What good are angels that you can't see? On the next edition of Renewing Your Mind, Dr. R.C. Sproul will teach us about the ministerial role of angels during the days of Elisha and later in the life and ministry of Jesus. Join us on this station for the next Renewing Your Mind with Dr. R.C. Sproul. Heard at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Monday through Friday on WCNO. West of Olingland, a WCNO corporate underwriter, has the best in equestrian and western wear from head to toe for both horse and rider. They are your Wrangler, Pro Rodeo, and Horseman headquarters with an expanded woman's department. Also an expanded boot department with Georgia, Justin, and Wolverine boots. West of Old England is located in the Bruner Plaza, 650 Southeast Monterey Road, halfway between US-1 and Canner Highway. West of Old England. The summer camp experience is about to heat up. If you're the parents of students in the 5th through 8th grade, it's time to crank it up at the Firehouse Youth Center at Fort Pierce. For just $55 a week, it's the G-Force Extreme Summer Camp. Free breakfast and lunch included. Remember, it's now just $55 weekly, and this huge discounted rate applies to the first 50 campers registered. For 1st through 4th graders, the day camp experience includes fantastic parties, a huge gaming center, outdoor field, as well as arts and crafts, slime wars, and two field trips weekly. And for little learners, 2 to 5 years old, it's G-Force Explorers. Just $85 per week. It's a safe and fun camp with bike days, water play, arts and crafts, music and movement, bounce house, horsey rides, organic gardening, and more. Presented by Truth Church and Golden Rule Academy. For more information, please call 772-464-1597. Our huge discount scholarship rate applies to the first 50 K-8 through grade campers registered with a student assistance scholarship program rate only $55 a week. Golden Rule is a not-for-profit. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Listen, one of my prayers when I pray over this house is that God would allow us more opportunities for people to get involved. More opportunities where they fit. Because some people just get involved in places they don't fit and then we all know it and we all have a fit. Mm. Number three, he said this, they are image driven. Somebody say image driven. How many know the world talks in images today? Little symbols become messages. Well, you know, when you see that little check mark on somebody's shirt or you see that little check mark on somebody's tennis shoe, you don't need anybody to tell you that that's Nike. Right. We all know that it's Nike, right? right? Well, if you didn't know, it's because you haven't been paying attention to the images. But if you've been marketed and you watch TV commercials and you watch basketball and you watch football, mm-hmm. come on, what's in you? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're image-driven. Why? Because we've developed icons and images that speak. I mean, understand if we're really going to reach this people, we're really going to have to learn how to package things right. That's why we spent time working on the logo for Truth Church. I mean, if we had a, made a logo of Truth Church that had a bunch of demon eyes on it and a bunch of other stuff, people look at it and go, ooh, I want to go to that church. That's the devil. 
No, if people are image driven, there's a lot to be said about what you see. Come on, amen? amen? It's not about marketing. It's about learning how to identify with the culture that we've been called to reach. Come on, somebody. Yes. How, to put, how to put out in front of us the thing that, that God has given to us. We don't need to be afraid of marketing some things. It's okay. We can market some things. I, I think having a, a, you know, the billboard that we did a couple years ago was a great idea. We had a billboard for the church. But we found out that being on the radio was better. Yes. yes. How many know that when Jesus ministered, he ministered in the language that, of the people that he ministered to? They identified with him. Amen? Amen. Hmm? Jesus always knew the culture that he was dealing with. He didn't miss a beat on that stuff, and he related to it. We need to recognize it takes people to tell people what God is doing in this place. Amen. If you don't tell nobody, ain't nobody going to know. Right. Uh, we were down at the mall yesterday. I just appreciate Victor so much because we were down at the mall, and we had our G4 summer camp shirts on. And, and I appreciate you too, Lisa. I didn't mean anything by that. But Victor showed up, grabbed flyers, got right out in the middle of everybody. He's walking around the mall handing them out. I said, Richter, you got to be careful. you got to stay close to the table because the Simon police will get you. <laughs> if you know anything about Simon Mall police, they are scarier than the real police. And they ride around on them little things with two wheels. Yeah. The segue. <laughs> but Victor's out there just passing out flyers to everybody. Best camp around. But we did, some, we did some reconnaissance work. We found out that we got the price beat on everybody. Yay. Amen. Yeah. But just out there, not marketing, but advertising what God's doing here. Okay. Y'all need to spread the word about our camp. We are going to change kids' lives this summer. Yes. Yes. This summer. It's strategic what God's doing. Yes. Come on, amen. Because you know what? If good things are going on, there ought to be a way for us to be able to tell people that good things are going on. The fourth thing people want to be a part of is what Leonard Sweet said is people want to be part of a community. They want to be a part of a community. We tend to think that the Internet's causing people to live in isolation because of technology, but the truth is, is that technology is causing the world to get smaller. Right. I mean, Facebook is a community. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a community. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you post. Mm-hmm. Come on, if you're going to put something on your wall complaining about another person, don't tell them you go to my church. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. No, that's right. Use Facebook as a tool to change people. Don't use Facebook as a tool to vent your frustrations. Mm. You make Jesus look bad, some of us do. Well, I don't want to hear that this morning. I better go home and delete that off my Facebook before it gets it. Work on it, baby. I see smartphones coming out all over the sanctuary. <laughs> But the truth is, is because of Facebook, I know more about what's going on in my friends' lives than I ever would have before because Facebook and status updates keep me informed. I don't even have to call some of these kids to find out what's going on when they tell on themselves. You know, right where they are emotionally. They'll put on, why is life so hard? I just want to give up. They say, okay, let me pray for them. And then you see about an hour later, I'm so in love with Jesus. Things are looking great. They just tell you where they are. You didn't even got to ask. You want to know who to pray for? Go through your friends list on Facebook. You'll see somebody that's dealing with death, somebody that's dealing with abuse, somebody that's got somebody in the hospital, somebody needs prayer. Come on now. This whole generation builds on community a different way. They might not know their neighbors, but they're building relationships in a broader way than we ever had the capacity to do in our lives when we were young. 
I really believe with all my heart that God's taking Truth Church to a new season, a new place of growth. That God really wants to do some unique things with us. He's done some great things here. We've had some miracles. Amen. But it's going to take a people that really want to go to the next level. It's going to take us being able to grow and increase into that thing. We're going to have to embrace the challenges that God sets out before us. We can't shrink back from them. We can't complain about them. We can't second guess them. We have to embrace them. And it's going to require some things from you. It's going to require resources. It's going to require your time. It's going to require your talent. If you want to fulfill the destiny of God on your life. If you don't, that's okay. But it will require things from you. Are you willing? Yes, sir. Listen, God puts us in these places of growing. Every time you get promoted in the kingdom, he always promotes us from the top to the bottom. I'm going to try that again. He always promotes us from the top to the bottom. Amen. Don't ever forget that. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, it's like this. When you were in senior high school, you're at the top of the school. You're in 12th grade. You're the big head honcho. But when you leave senior high school and you go to college to the next level of life, you start out as a freshman. And then you have to work your way up through the ranks again. Because God's always increasing our capacity so that we could live at the place that he's called us to from the top of the ladder to the bottom of the ladder of the next level of our life amen that means when you move to the next level it's going to demand a new period of growth from you in your life so that you can mature into the fullness of the dimension that you just arrived at amen. so you don't get promoted from the top of one level to the top of the next level of course that's how most of us would really like it to happen You get promoted from the top of one level that you just completed to the bottom of the very next level that God's calling you to. Now, all of a sudden, you're challenged to grow in new ways. Now, all of a sudden, God's pulling you in new directions. Is everybody seeing this? Yes, sir. Everybody all right? So watch this. I mean, now, when your children were growing up, when they were three years old, you went to the store to buy them shoes. What would you do? You bought shoes a little bit too big, didn't you? A little bit. Because you knew that foot was growing. And you knew if you didn't get shoes a little bit too big, then they would outgrow that shoe before they wore the shoe out and you were wasting your money. Come on, I bought shoes for Jesse a year and a half ago. She's still wearing them. Woo! <laughs> all over, Blake. Uh-huh. Because I got little black and pink Nikes, and they weren't cheap. I wanted to make sure she could wear them for a while. And she's still got about that much room in them. I'm saying, yeah, I did good. I'm not playing that one right. This is what God does. He creates larger places for you and me. And allows us to grow into the place that he's called us to. That way we never fully occupy the place in our own strength. We're always dependent on the spirit of God to do what he's called us to do. Hmm? He knows that if he puts us in a place that we could occupy, then we would never depend on him. We'd do it in our own strength and we'd make a mess out of it. Or we get the big head like some of these ministries we see. You know, the pastor with the entourages and, you know, the limo. And they ain't got no time to talk to nobody. And they're bigger than life. I just wonder what Jesus would say to some of these ministers today. I really do. Can you imagine? They're so holy. They ain't got time for nobody. Let's send out a mass text to all the people in the church. God bless you. Come on now. Are you seeing this this morning? That's why outside of personal maturity, we'll never be able to handle the place that God calls us to. He wants us to be dependent on him. And listen, God doesn't promote us by how long we do something. He promotes us by revelation. You only get promoted to the next thing when you receive the revelation of where you're going. I don't care if you're doing it 10 years or 20 years. If you ain't got the revelation, you ain't moving on, baby. He's going to keep you right there till you figure it out. 
Come on, I'm trying to help you, amen? Proverbs 23.3 says, By wisdom a house is built. Through understanding it is established. Through knowledge it is filled with many fine things. How many know that there are times that we fall down and then we get up and we fall down and we get up and we fall down and we get up and we experience the power of God and we experience the move of God in our life, but we really don't go anywhere? Huh? There are times we get to the altar and we get anointed and we pray over and we cry a few tears and, you know, we get slain in the spirit and, and the next week we're right back where we were. Come on. Listen, there are a lot of people pursuing the presence of God and they get an experience, but because we don't pursue the wisdom of God, because we don't pursue his wisdom, we never grow into that thing that God has for us. We just keep going from goosebump thrill to goosebump thrill. Huh? And we feel like we're growing, but we're not growing. We look spiritual and we sound spiritual, but on the inside, we're empty and hollow. Can I tell you that the charismatic church is full of people like that? Come on now. So this is what I've learned. I've learned that we need to pursue the wisdom of God. We need to go after the wisdom of God if we're going to grow into the next dimension of the thing that he's called us for. James 1 says this, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask it of God who gives it freely. How many of you understand that every problem we have is primarily a wisdom problem? It's a how-to. And the reason why it's a problem is because we all think we know how-to. We all think, (laughs) if you're having a financial problem, it's a wisdom problem. If you're having a marriage problem, it's a wisdom problem. Come on. If you can get the wisdom on something, then you can move it to the next level where God wants to take you. You can move into places where you've never gone before. It takes wisdom, amen? Somebody say, I need some wisdom this morning. If we do that, we can experience things from God that we've never experienced before. We can participate in things that we never thought were possible. We can actually begin to fulfill the destiny and the calling of God on our lives. And the dreams that we've dreamed become a reality instead of just staying in that dream state forever. Well, I should have, I could have, I would have, but I didn't. Why? Because you never got the wisdom to move into the place that God was calling you to. You stayed with your own limited understanding, keeping God in a box, cycling, and just living day to day in life. Now, how many of you understand around here we talk a lot about sowing and reaping? The Bible talks about the seed that's sown in good soil. And when the seed goes into soil, it dies, and life begins to spring up from the seed. I mean, understand that this is a picture of our lives. That's what Jesus was teaching in the parable. He's talking about us dying and dying to ourselves.